my body is ready. All of this just works. It just works. Who's laughing now? Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 96, the Defense of Ghostwire Tokyo episode of the game Groove's podcast, the all-encompassing weekly gaming podcast from us, the Good Night Groove's. My name is Matt, and today I'm joined by Josh and Paul. No Mike today. Hopefully he'll be back soon, but we'll see. We'll see. He's locked in my basement. All right, let's move what? on to mm-hmm. the peak. What? Huh? Pardon? I don't have a basement. It's okay. (laughs) Let's move on to peak of the week because instead of asking you guys how you're doing this week, I just want to ask everyone what their peak of the week has been. Paul, let's go to you first. What's the best thing that happened to you this week? I don't really have like a great answer. I'll be forthright. Uh, It's been kind of one of those buffer weeks before stuff happens in my life, I feel like. The good weather's coming, going to be doing some vacation stuff, going to be doing some cool stuff in May, June, but April, end of April here, it's not hitting. So the peak of my week actually probably was hosting this podcast and producing it last week. That was really cool. It was actually a lot of fun. I think we had a really great show. Uh, it was, it's always fun to like step in. And also I tried my best to like, well, not maybe not my best, but I tried to emulate uh, generally a regular episode and I think it turned out pretty well. Um, so yeah, that was a lot of fun. It's, it's, I forgot how much I like to, uh, kind of, well, I didn't forget at all that I like to be the center of attention, but I, I just remembered <laughs> and it was, it was nice to, uh, be in, be in charge. Uh, so yeah, that was fun. So, um, Matt, uh, you might, uh, might not be here next week either. No, nah, I'll be back. No, nah, he'll back. be locked in my basement. Oh no. Okay. <laughs> no, you, you're, I'll be your, uh, what was it? The goblin, the basement goblin. Oh yeah. Painter goblin. Yeah. Yeah. The painter goblin. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. I can see it now. Beautiful. Yep. No, you did a good job. It was a really good episode. I really liked the discussion about the game directors and how much sort of stock you guys put into that. And I was incredibly jealous that I didn't come up with it myself for a previous episode, but it was great. It was good stuff. And the and the Ghostwire Tokyo stuff, did you like that? Didn't love that as much. <laughs> uh, a little a little uh, a little sour on that. Yeah. But the hardcore WoW thing got me hyped to play hardcore WoW Classic. That was a long discussion on hardcore WoW, and I liked it. It was good. But Josh, what was the peak of your week? What's the best thing that happened to you? Uh, your boy got a shiny new toy on Saturday, and by that I mean I got a PlayStation Five. Finally, you know, right. well, I don't even I don't even know how long they've been out at this point, but I know I'm pretty far behind the curve. But honestly, I it's the first time I've just been like, yeah, this is fine. I've got plenty of games I'm playing right now. I don't need this fucking console right now. Uh, it's been great. Uh, it's had me by the balls. I'll get into like super specific things on the water cooler, but Returnal in particular, like. Ooh, grab me right by the balls. Whoa. Like it is so so good. I I am loving it to death. Honestly. Is that, is that part of the dual sense, Josh? The grabbing you by the balls feature? <laughs> yeah. Uh, unfortunately, I wish it could. <laughs> I that's I I I'm it's another reason I'm excited to talk about it on the water cooler is cuz <laughs> uh dual sense is it's good. That's about it. It sucks you dry. <laughs> Whoa, easy, dude. <laughs> they, like they have that little um do they still have an audio jack on there. Because that would be that would be big enough for me. To I'm gonna do. have oh, to consult the user manual for the uh, glory hole 
but I'll uh, report back and let you know. Yeah. This is foul. <laughs> I'm excited to hear about your escapades into the, the world of the PlayStation 5 because, as we know, I'm fond of this console. Uh, you'd fondle the console, I think, oh, if given yes, the option. Yeah. What, yeah. What's the? Can you believe that it's two and a half years into the console generation? It doesn't feel like it at all. It's what made me feel like an old man, to be honest. I used to be so hyped to try to get both of them immediately, and then I was just like, oh, I can wait forever until I get a PS5. Who needs it? We're just getting started. We're just getting started. <laughs> that sounds like something a fucking PR dude would say. <laughs> Imagine like Jim Ryan on stage, and we're just getting started. <laughs> Here at Sony, we're just getting things yeah, going. Yeah, I'm doing more of a Phil Spencer, I feel like. Yeah. World premiere. Yeah. No, but I do think this is kind of off topic, but it's about video games, and so I'm going to say it anyway. Yeah. But apparently there's rumors that the Sony PlayStation Showcase is coming in May, and it's going to be before Summer Games Fest. And I know we, we, we're we joking right now about the whole we're just getting started thing, but there's only a few games that we actually know are in development for PlayStation first-party studios. Uh, Spider-Man 2, Wolverine... Last of Us Factions, that's really about it. Everything else, we know they're working on stuff, but it's all going to be surprises. Like, I'm sure Ghost of Tsushima 2 is one of them, but we don't know that for sure. I mean, there's a ton of stuff Ghost going of on. Ghost of Tsushima? In... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, two ghosts. <laughs> Tsushima. Tsushima. <laughs> yeah. But there's a ton going on at Sony and PlayStation that we just don't know about right now. Or so is there? Exciting. Or is that just it? <laughs> no, no, there's a lot going on. Matt, what was the peak of your week? <laughs> I went on vacation. I went on vacation. Now, the valley of my week is that I missed the podcast. That that was unfortunate. Peak of my week was that you weren't here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it was good. Yeah. Uh, my wife and I went on vacation with her side of the family because her cousin was getting married, and it was good. It, the weather was great. Sights were great. People were great. Food was good. Drinks. Tons of drinks. Tons of great drinks. Good stuff. You were at an arcade? An arcade? Well, sort of. It was the beer hall sort of thing that had like a couple arcade games and it was mostly pinball. It had a ton of pinball and then air hockey and a really cool pong machine. Nice. I, like a magnetized pong game that was really cool. It was, it was, I don't know how the hell it worked. It was really impressive. It's hard to explain, but it was like a 3D, you controlled a 3D bar. It was the the ball was a 3D block, and somehow it just it like slid across. I don't I don't know, but like it was like it physically existed in 3D is what I'm saying. That's it cool. wasn't like 3D on a screen. I, it was weird. My yeah, fictional cool. grandpa actually um, still calls uh, every video game console a pong machine. Your fictional grand is he? He's the one who works at Nintendo. Yeah, he works at Nintendo. Yeah. Making Pong machines. He's how I have my sources about uh, all the Sony games yeah. in development. Because he also works at, at PlayStation. He works wherever I need. Yeah. All right, let's move on. <laughs> Wait, Matt, do you have any romantic moments with your wife you want to share on the podcast? Just like to, you know, mention how she was the real peak of the vacation? Yeah, no, she was fantastic. I do. I, it was, we're moving on to show me your trends. And you, uh, last week, one of your things was, uh, let me let me just put it this way. You said, uh, why is vacation better for, uh, what were the options? <laughs> <laughs> That's it. You, bu- you fumbled this. 
What were the options? It was why are they better for sex? Why are they so depressing or something? And yeah. why are they so dangerous? Yeah. And let me tell you, it's because it was dangerous. Okay, let's move on to show me your trend. Your whole your legs are both broken. <laughs> yeah. Show me your trends. I give our panelists the beginning of a Google search phrase, and they have to tell me how the top result ends by picking from three options. One is right, two are wrong. Stages. SOS. <laughs> are made in incognito mode. What does SOS purest... mean in this in this uh, instance? What the fuck? <laughs> Save our searches. Searches. They're made in incognito <laughs> mode to get the pure answers possible. We're gonna play three quick rounds. Are you guys ready or or do you need time? Do you think this is going to be quick at all or? I don't know. We'll see. We'll find out. Round one. Is it tropical in blank? Is it tropical in Australia? Is it tropical in Mexico? Or is it? (laughs) (laughs) Or is it tropical indoors? (laughs) Huh? No. What? Depends on how uh, how many BTUs your humidifier has. Humidifier, humidifier. That's what I'm trying to say. I, that one has me befuddled. Who is who is googling that? Maybe they're looking for like one of those indoor rainforests. You know those things at science centers sometimes. Like the rainforest cafe. That's an indoor rainforest. No, it's not humid. That's it like, right there no. with the I safari wish, fries. Incredible. I, I wish rainforest cafe like pumped in all this fucking humidity and shit. And it was just like miserable in there. You're like drenched. Total side note. But there's a guy who did a video on YouTube where he and his buddy or multiple buddies traveled to every rainforest cafe location. And it's a fantastic video. Go check that out. I have I have watched it like. 25 times i think between eddie eddie burbacks and ted envisions alone i have watched it countless times they are incredible and we actually tried to go eat at the damn rainforest cafe when when uh, we were going to a concert in orlando and we couldn't get in it was like a two-hour wait to get into the fucking like disney springs (laughs) rainforest cafe it was nuts i unironically love the rainforest cafe same Um, yeah, all right. Um, I guess fucking, I don't know, indoors? Why not? It's so stupid. I'm gonna go with Australia, because I feel like people think it's just, like, desert. Well, it it is desert. It's tropical. All right. The answer is, is it tropical in Australia? Not really. No, like, I would say the middle 90% of it is salt, I would say. So, (laughs) that's like a, it's not super tropical, yeah. Arid, horrible. It's too far south to be tropical. It's not in the tropical region yeah. of uh, longitude. Yeah, Mexico is no one, latitude. Right? I feel like Mexico would have been kind, pretty like down by the south part, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Close. Round two. <laughs> is America or Canada blank? Oh no. Is America or Canada smarter? Huh. Is America or Canada bigger? Huh. Is America or Canada the same country? (laughs) Interesting. Um, Smarter, bigger. I just think same country is such a good one for people to Google because people are stupid. But also (laughs) the other ones just seem like shit people would actually really want to know. Like more Mm -hmm. people are going to Google bigger or smarter. And I think deceptively Canada does seem like it might be similarly sized, but uh, it's way bigger. 
I'm sorry, I'm laughing right now because my my wife is in the other room, and as I was talking about the previous show me your trends thing, she, she texted me, Matthew, oh my god, why? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She didn't hear the other side of the audio, though, so she didn't get the full picture. Yeah, mm. The other mm. side of the audio was us reacting, going, why? <laughs> so, I mean, not, not much more of a picture. All right, what are your answers? I'm going with bigger, uh, just because people think Canada big, I guess. Well, Canada, yeah. Canada is Canada big. Canada is big, it's true. Yeah. Um, I don't know, fuck it. I'm going to say, I'm going to say same country. Is Greenland its own country? Yes. It's not part of No. It's Denmark its own country. Or Okay. How many people live there? Uh, I don't know. Greenland I think has a has a decent chunk. It's not like Iceland. I th- actually no, I think it's the other way around. I think less people live in Greenland. It's very Let, We're looking this up. Look at as it. of so 2021, 56,653 people live in Greenland. Yeah. Paul, I think it's I think it's a Puerto Rico situation. Oh, I was. Is it like owned sort of by Denmark? <laughs> I think sovereign state Denmark. Yeah, maybe it's what? like maybe it's like recognized as its own state in terms. You know what I mean? But it like has a, a, a it's like a commonwealth or something. Why yeah. does Puerto Rico's situation sound like a football play, like in Pee Wee football? <laughs> Just interpret that however you like. It's a Puerto, Puerto Rico, Rico situation. situation. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. All right, we gotta move on. Damn, y'all got me looking at maps and shit of Greenland. <laughs> Is America? What were your answers? You both said. <laughs> I said. I said bigger. Matthew, <laughs> um, I said uh, Canada, U.S. Uh, same country. Okay. The answer is: Is America or Canada bigger? Nice. And uh, do you know the answer? I think it's close. It is. Canada is the second largest country in the world behind Russia, but really? America is three? also, I don't think you're three. I think China's three. Really? America's like four or five, something like that. Alaska's just so big. It is big, but Canada has that whole fucking pointy bit that just goes up yeah. to the North Pole and that, that just takes up a lot of space. Can you freely travel up there or would someone stop you? Um, what do you mean? Travel to Alaska or travel up the to North Pole? No, if you just want to keep walking north in canada could you um physically i don't think you could it, it there's roads stop in like northern ontario i mean in, i guess in the northwest territories or something or nunavut if you go up there but roads kind of stop after a certain point uh and it would just be bush and like massive mountains and shit so i, oh, okay. I don't like i don't think you really could like it's complete okay. basically like 90 percent of canada lives in like the u.s border uh, within like right. a certain amount of kilometers, and it's like the, twenty-five miles within the border. It is, and then the rest of fucking the rest of Canada is just like uncharted wilderness. <laughs> wild, <laughs> it is. It's, that's what I always think is wild because like the U.S. is obviously like not as big as Canada, not obviously, but it's not as big as Canada. But like you guys actually fill that space. That's why you have like ten yeah. x the population, um, and we just we have a big country, but it's all fucking empty. We just mine. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> certainly interesting. That- with the U.S., there's really only like sparse areas out west, and yeah, there are a number of sparse areas, but I mean, it is pretty well filled. Yeah. Welcome to Geography Groups. Uh, now we're yeah. going to talk about. <laughs> I the, would, uh, I would Mariana literally Trench. love that to death. I love maps <laughs> and shit. Oh, we talk about the only game we're talking about on that one is GeoGuessr. Hell yeah, dude! There be monsters. It's South Carolina. <laughs> All right, round three of Show Me Your Trends. As we're like 20 minutes into this thing. <laughs> 
<laughs> in Canada, can you blank? In Canada, can you turn right on red? Yep. In Canada, can you record a conversation? Mm-hmm. Or in Canada, can you marry your cousin? Oh, hell yes, dude. <laughs> oh, yes. Uh, St. Shelbyville. We're not marrying our cousins. Uh, Roll Tide extends the borders. Yeah. These are interesting questions because it's just, again, like, I think because you're, like, searching in the U.S. and incognito and not to give, like, a long fucking discussion on every trending topic, but I'm going to. Um, but it's interesting <laughs> because, like, it just shows kind of, like, the, some of that, like, U.S. centricism, like, ethno- like um, because it's, like, they think of, like, Canada, like, a place, like, it's, like, another yeah. state, whereas there's, like, 13 provinces and territories and and different like counties and shit and so right. in like Ontario you can turn right on a red but in Vancouver or like BC anywhere you can't really yeah and uh what was the the middle one record conversations that's different between depending on the province um so same same shit you know yeah the recording conversations is different between states too but i think in every state you can turn right on red unless a sign says that you can't that really fucked me up in, in when I was driving around in Vancouver and I was I kept trying to like turn right on reds and it was yeah. really pissed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Fuck. What was the last one again? It was uh, marry your cousins. That's a good one. Um, I'm going to say, fuck. Why would anyone in the U S give a shit about the other two? I'm going to say marry your cousin. It's <laughs> a good point. Uh, for whatever reason, they desperately want to know about turning right on red. So do they turn right on red, which we now know the answer to. The answer is, in Canada, can you turn right on red? Josh. I assume it's people driving up there for vacation. They want to know ahead ahead of time. I, yeah, I'm cool. guessing so. Uh, Josh, you swept it. I did. Three for three. Wow. My goodness. Wow. Incredible. I got none right. <laughs> I don't think it's ever happened. Josh swept it and I got zero. Amazing. Congrats, yeah. Josh. Thanks. There's a first time for everything. Oh, my God. Josh... Is Rachel in the background of your... Oh, my God. Your hair is turning... Your hair is growing back and turning dark. Oh, my God. No. He's taking my... He's stealing my identity. You know what? Today, we're going to... We're going to say... This is a mini game, actually. No. Yeah. <laughs> Stop. I'm telling you... I'm texting your wife right now. Don't fucking put this in the spreadsheet. Don't do it. Let's move on to the big question. Rumors of a Switch Pro or a Switch 2 re-entered the conversation again this past week. The Nintendo Switch, which originally released over six years ago now in March 2017, has sold 123 million units as of February 2023, making it the third best-selling console of all time behind the Nintendo DS and the PlayStation 2. But... The console's lack of processing power is becoming more and more apparent with every new game release. So, guys, here's the question. And, Paul, we're going to go to you first. Oh, no. If it is to eventually happen, what do we actually want out of a Switch Pro or Switch 2 while also being realistic about Nintendo? So, Paul, go ahead. Um, Can I ask a clarifying question? Is this assuming that they're, like what I wanted of a Switch 2 or Switch Pro, assuming that that's what Microsoft, or sorry, <laughs> Microsoft is coming <laughs> for you, Nintendo. Assuming that's what Nintendo is making, or like, uh, am I also like going like, I wish they made something totally fucking different? You, you can do that too, but I, I, but I think we're going along the lines of the next iteration of the Switch, whether it's right. a Switch Pro, Switch 2, or just what the next sort of Switch Dude. looks like. Not an OLED, but the next whatever the switch is. But if you want to say you don't even think it's going to be a fucking switch, you can do that as well. 
Um, I'll just quickly uh, come in and just kind of hedge my bets that I just find it hard to imagine Nintendo would refine the Switch um, and that's it. Like that would be the only thing they do. It seems unlikely to me that they wouldn't find another gimmick, a new gimmick of sorts. Um, so like I'm just going to throw my money towards um, just before I get into what talking about a Switch 2 or Switch Pro, throw my money in um, for a possible VR AR bend. Oh God. Um, now, my one caveat to this is that Nintendo got burned bad by the Virtua Boy, and they really steer clear of this shit. But, I mean, that was decades ago. Uh, so, I don't know. I'm I'm just thinking, what else? You know, it's like, oh, we went, like, handheld screen, and then we went, you can take it with you, and now, what's the new thing? You, you uh, Something. AR. So, I don't know. I, I think that the gimmick could be similar in that I think that the gimmick is going to be a camera on the back and a front facing camera for augmented reality purposes. I was going to say, I definitely don't think it's VR goggles or anything like that, just because that doesn't fit in with what they're doing. And I think a lot of companies are finding uh, VR goggles fucking sucks. And it's like, I mean, it doesn't suck, but it's a huge buy-in and hasn't been proven to be a seller or anything that really is, you know, changing the game yet. But AR, I think AR is going to be an easy one for them. So that's that's something I think is going to happen. Is it something I want to happen? I don't know. Sure. Why the fuck not? Um, if they take a Switch 2 and a Switch Pro and put some AR stuff in there, I don't. I would have to be convinced that that's useful. I do remember seeing an old, um, when Microsoft first announced the HoloLens, um, when they yeah. were talking about that, and they were showing like people sitting at a table playing Minecraft on the table, like picking stuff up. And that was really cool. Of course, like in functionality, it was like, in the middle of their field of view and looked like shit and, and, and obviously wasn't like interactable in a way that was enjoyable. So, I mean, I don't know, but I think like if maybe you could do something like that, if there's like a way to like mount your switch and then you use the joy cons as like VR, they would work really well as like VR control, like AR controller kind of things. Uh, cause you can kind of move them around. Um, and interact. So I don't know. There's something there to that. That would be an interesting band. And I, I wouldn't put it past uh, Nintendo. Um, obviously, what I would want from a Switch 2 or a Switch Pro or whatever the fuck, a good naming, uh, name it something clear. Uh, don't I mean at this point, I think the Switch Pro would be a bad naming convention. Um, I think we should move past calling it the Switch or like the Nintendo Switch, like it's one product, um, because I don't want an iterative. Like I don't want it to be so iterative that it's like we put a new processor in there and it's only four years old and not eight years old. It's going to be called. The new Nintendo Switch, by the way. That's what it's going to be called. <laughs> From your uncle who works at Nintendo? Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I think um, that would fucking suck too. No, no. I was going to say I like that. I don't like that. Um, something new. I don't know. Call it Switch U. That would be... No, I'm kidding. But some, <laughs> fucking something. I don't know what you can do. I honestly think Switch 2 would, would work well. Or I don't know. I just don't know what they would call it. Um, so let's let's get off that. I changed my mind. Just a good name, but I can't think of it. But I mean, moving on, honestly, I just want like, look at the shit that exists now. Like, I mean, the Adreno GPUs and the the Snapdragon 8 Gen 2 uh, processor that's in like modern smartphones right now. If you look at the shit that like the Samsung Galaxy phones are running on right now and some of these other, all the major Android flagship smartphones are running at like better graphics than an iPhone. The shit is like crystal clear. People are running like 1440p with like very high settings on Genshin Impact on a phone and it, fucking doesn't look like that on the switch at like 720p it looks like trash and it runs like trash at 720 or 800p or whatever the switch is uh i'm sorry i think it is 720 i think it's 800 on the steam deck but anyway uh yeah so i mean there's clearly technology there obviously 
you have to have your own custom built silicon. But even that, you look at something like uh, Samsung has made deals with like TSMC to manufacture like a Snapdragon HN2 4 Galaxy. So I mean, like Nintendo can easily make those deals to use a modern processor that is efficient. Um, as well as powerful. I mean, a lot of these modern processors too are really efficient, efficient in ways that the Switch's processor never could have been in its day. Obviously, I'm mostly talking out my ass. Like, I don't know 100% like how efficient it is compared to the Switch processor, but I definitely think we can get a lot more battery life. But I mean, I think that's not the trade-off. I think the trade-off is keep a similar amount of battery life, you know, four to six hours, um, depending on how demanding the game is, uh, maybe four to seven hours, but focus more on power, um, I would like to see a 1080p screen, at least, um, on this kind of device. I don't think anything more than that is necessary. I don't think your eyes are going to detect it enough that it'd be worth how much power and heat and all the bullshit involved. But I think 1080 is really good. Um, I think I would, I mean, I'd like another OLED screen. I think that should be baseline. Like right now, the Switch OLED looks pretty good, but I also, there's there's devices right now that I'm, I'm blanking. I think Asus um, just released a new handheld that has, an OLED screen that I think runs at 1080 and it looks awesome. Really, really gorgeous. Um, great contrast, everything else. So I think that's key. Um, I mean, it's super basic. Just put a really nice screen on there, um, better than what you have. And I don't just mean OLED. OLED was great, but up the resolution. And because you're up in the resolution, put in a better chip. Um, so, I mean, those are key. I think you can do that. The thermals, again, there's, you could put vapor chambers shit in there. There's a lot of ways to do this. People are doing this. You know, I mean, it's super... I sound like an asshole because I'm sure like there's a lot of complexities to this that like make it a lot easier to make a Steam Deck where you sell like a million of them, maybe, or, you know, one of these Asus niche devices that almost no one buys. But when you look at like these Nintendo devices, obviously they're going to sell, you know, possibly over a hundred million of them. You have to work at scale a little bit differently. So it's not as easy as just saying, make one of these great Windows devices or something and stick right. Nintendo shit on it. Um, I don't think that's necessarily the answer. But I mean, there's just so much now. I mean, in these six years, a lot has changed. I mean, even when the Switch came out, it wasn't even that, you know, that novel in terms of like the technology it had, but the form factor was interesting. So now we have the form factor. Everyone else has copied it and done it better in a lot of ways, but they still don't have that Nintendo bend. So just take some of that tech, shove it in there. This is a super long-winded answer just to say upgrade everything. But I just, I just really want to hammer home like that tech is so there and it would be mind blowing to see anything even from like right now put in the switch even stuff from like a year ago put in the switch that would be insane like such a massive upgrade this thing would be there's just a certain level like when the switch came out in 2017 it already felt like it was so cool the form factor was cool but already like zelda was running kind of janky people were yeah. a little worried about frame rates it's still you know, phones didn't have 720p screens, but this thing that's the size of a phone or a little bit bigger did. It was kind of like, okay. Whereas now, like, I think there's a, there is a certain baseline that we're kind of sitting at right now with mobile devices where 1080 OLED is pretty good. And you have a certain amount of, you know, frame rate that you want to hit. And there's that sweet spot that I think um, even the Steam Deck is like a little under, but kind of at. And if you can just put your own custom software on there that doesn't totally suck, um, I don't even need it to be amazing. I'm not looking for Nintendo to become a software giant because I know they're not... Go I mean, I mean in terms of like UI. Um, I don't think they're going to become like a UI UX giant or anything, um, but I just need it to be usable. I think the Switch software is fine. I think better online would be sick. Um, just like competent working online. I don't even need any special features. Just you know, less lag, You know, easier to connect with your friends and chat and talk and, and that kind of stuff. 
And like, dude, I would fucking pick one of these up in a heartbeat. The only other thing I'll say, and I know I've gone a long time, is just like uh, we talked about before the episode, I fucking hate the Joy-Cons. I don't know what the answer to that is. I, I think there is something elegant about slipping a switch into a bag. Um, I think um, I think honestly, the answer to this is just make um, Joy-Cons that are ergonomic, that work kind of like um, the Steam Deck Joy-Cons with that, those nice grips on them. Just make those first party Nintendo and you can get them if you want. That's literally all I want. If you put those in there, great. If you want to keep the old slab style Switch Joy-Cons, I get it. It's fine. And also obviously no drift. I mean, everything you said is what I want to. I mean, you really did cover the entire gamut. (laughs) I got hyped. But one thing that I noticed is you really focused on handheld and everything that you were talking about. Yeah. And so do you feel like they're going to go in a direction where they are clearly prioritizing either docked or handheld, or are they really going to try to go middle of the road again? And then maybe they'll do like a, a light version like they did that's handheld only, or like, do you think that they're going to prioritize one or the other or try to get as even as possible? Great question. I honestly feel like the trajectory does seem to be going more handheld only because we had the Wii fully stationary. We had the Wii U had like the kind of handheld awkward accessory um, and then now we have like a full handheld device that happens to dock. I think we're probably going to, if again, assuming that they make like an upgraded switch that isn't a totally different bend or it just has a bit of a gimmick, not a full redesign of like the system to base around this gimmick. Um, I think in that scenario, we're probably, I think we're targeting handheld. Look at like the major upgrade to the switch was, you know, um, better battery life was a big thing with the new switch or whatever they did. And then in addition, the OLED switch was about the do- the screen, which if you didn't, if you played docked, you didn't give a shit about. So um, I think those are already kind of things they're looking at. I, and I would hazard it saying, I don't know this, but I, most people I've known or talked to, especially more casual gamers that I know who picked up a switch, play in handheld a lot. Um, now I know you play mostly in docked, Matt, too. And I'm sure there's, I'm sure if you actually surveyed, it would probably be diff- totally different from how I'm guessing it would be. Who knows? But yeah, I, I, I'm just hazarding a guess at, at saying that handheld was the thing that really blew this up and why it got like yeah. D, DS style numbers um, yeah. is that portability. Um, and I think they don't want to lose out on that. For sure. Handheld is why it sold the way that it did. Absolutely. A hundred percent. Being able to play full scale Nintendo games on the go is a hundred percent the reason why. And it's like, oh, it doesn't look as good as an Xbox. It doesn't look as good as a PlayStation. And it's sitting right there in my living room beside them. Well, but then you can pick it up. And then so you're like, oh, okay, I never mind. I forgive everything. Yeah. So I, I do think you're right. If anything, if they're going to lean in one direction, it's going to be toward the handheld side of things. And I think it would be incredibly ballsy, but also kind of interesting if they just went all in on handheld and just seeded the entertainment center stuff to Xbox and PlayStation and said, we're the handheld console. But again, that takes away from like getting the kids together and like everyone hanging out on the couch playing a game. So I don't know. There could be something that they have to do there, but I think the dock would is lose out on that. a fine concession. I think th- I can't imagine them just ditching the dock. It's so easy to throw in a dock. Josh, let's go to you. What are some of your thoughts on this? If the Switch Pro or Switch 2 is going to happen, what do you actually want out of it while also being realistic? I'll, uh, I'll keep it brief because y'all honestly knocked it out of the park uh, and pretty much summed up anything I would want. Uh, if they went more in the handheld direction, I'd probably be less inclined to get it. Uh, I've kind of found that I just, I'll play it in handheld, 
I prefer it as just, you know, a nice party console, something to, to hop around, you know, all the boys come in, everybody plays, everybody has a good time, yada, yada, it's great. That all said, I mean, unquestionably, the handheld is the reason it blew up. Uh, the only reason I don't like the handheld much is is honestly because of what Paul said. It's not ergonomic at all. It's uh, it's terrible. To trying to hold it and use it is just a disaster. Like, I've tried so many times. I've tried to play an endless amount of games on the Switch, just, like, take it to bed, chill out on it, just play for, like, an hour, and it just, I it, like, sucks me out just trying to hold and, like, manhandle the thing. So if they are somehow able to make a quicker, more graphically impressive, higher resolution, I know I'm asking for a lot here, a handheld system, if it has to be a little thicker to fit that, like, ergonomic de- like design to make it work as a handheld, good. Like, who cares if the dock is a little unsightly and ugly? It's just going to sit in the entertainment center. Who cares? So long as the, the handheld is easy to like carry around, then we're good. I, I, I sort of wonder if they'll maybe somehow try to interlace some like DS-style design with like the flipping and like the storage. I, I kind of wonder if they're going to go a different route with it, if they do, with, with the Switch 2. I, I mean, it's Nintendo. God knows what they could do for their second go-around with this, even if they do. I mean, for God's sakes, look at the GameCube, look at the N64. They just do weird shit. This was a massive hit. So was the Wii, and then they released the Wii U, so they know they can fuck up. Uh, and, you know, we, we know it. We've seen it before. Uh, it'll just be interesting to see what they do. I, I'm not so sure I'll get the next one. I actually just think I've underutilized and not really played my Switch as much as I've played the Xbox and PlayStation. Uh, it's just, I, it's not really, I don't really think in my wheelhouse anymore. It's just because I don't really do the handheld a whole lot anymore. And even, even not exactly around a bunch of friends with where I'm at. So it's like, it's not like we're constantly smashing it out. So, you know, who knows? Sorry, pardon me, what? Uh, me and the boys. <laughs> you aren't smashing it out with your boys, <laughs> That's, that's really the unfortunate part, honestly. And I'm not talking about Nintendo. Yeah. So... One thing you're definitely not getting, I can tell you this right now, it's not going to be more ergonomically friendly. That's not going to happen. Because <laughs> Nintendo doesn't care about that. They never, ever have. There's no track record of ergonomics at all. But they had the most ergonomic controller of all time, the N64 controller. <laughs> yeah. It's <laughs> so good. <laughs> I would say they're only the only like real attempt, that, and people might argue GameCube, I'll take it. You can argue that. And the the Switch Pro controller isn't bad, but most people don't play with the Pro controller. But the only real attempt where it seemed like they actually changed to try to go more ergonomically friendly was the Super Nintendo when they had their rounded edges. And I just don't see that happening. For better or worse, and it probably helps with sales, they make their consoles for children's hands. I mean, that's just... That's the fact of the matter. Like, I have a 3DS and I basically can't use it because it is so small trying to use it with my hands is is it's insane it's impossible they cramp up within five minutes so i don't see that happening and you know what as far as the rest of the the things go with the joy cons that's what i do want an improvement on is the joy cons no drift like paul was saying but that goes without saying Give me a D-pad instead of buttons with arrows on them. I want them to work better as separate controllers for multiplayer games because they just are so weird right now when you split them into two controllers for multiplayer games. It's just, it's so small. Again, Nintendo has never cared about that, so I don't think they're going to. 
because people are going to use it anyway, regardless. They're just going to deal with it, but it sucks. It works well um, in that scenario that they show in their commercials of people on a rooftop, but yeah. that really does work. I mean, there's been times where like I drove with a friend. I remember this one, like a couple months after the Switch got, came out when my friends got one. We drove to a friend's house. He was like showering and we were like in his driveway waiting for him to like come hang out with us. And he just pulled out a switch and we like both took a little Joy-Con <laughs> out and we ended up like playing like a fucking game. We played like Pokemon, <laughs> the Pokemon fighter Pokemon tournament because they didn't have Smash yet for it. And uh, I was pretty fun. Like as I and I played some Mario Kart like that too. We're just like we were at we were out and about and we were just like, hey, like we can just play a two person game. That part is really cool, honestly, with the Joy-Cons. And one thing I never need from Nintendo is I never need my Nintendo device to perfectly run third-party games that are graphically intensive or anything like that. But I do want every first-party game to run exceptionally smooth. Mario games, Zelda games, Animal Crossing, that sort of stuff, none of them should ever have frame rate issues. This was already referenced, but Breath of the Wild was a launch title. It was a previous generation game and it can't run at a stable 30 FPS on the Switch. It's fucking egregious. 30. That's so bad. Like, it's insane. And I would actually prefer if Nintendo went back to not caring about these graphically intensive AAA third-party games, or just totally relegated them to cloud streaming. Like, I want it to be how they treated these sort of games for the Wii for most of its life, and the Wii U, where they're just like, and we're going to punt on those. We just don't really care. We're going to worry about first party, introduce indies, cute little cartoony games that just run better, that aren't like aren't in fucking Unreal 5 and shit like that. Like, that's what the Switch is for. I don't need Madden NFL 2025 on the Switch. It doesn't <laughs> need to be there. Like, that's completely unnecessary unless... You want to release it as a cloud streaming game. That's fine. Refine that system. I know that system sucks ass, but refine that system. <laughs> and maybe we can have these these the next Assassin's Creed on the Switch. I do think the last Assassin's Creed was on the Switch, by the way. Odyssey as a cloud game. I could be wrong on that. Maybe as a cloud game, yeah. Hitman was on there as a cloud game. There have been some really weird ones. But like Witcher 3, it just doesn't need to be on the Switch. Like, it was I guess an impressive feat. Of I don't know how the hell they managed that. Yeah. Like, it's cool, I guess, that it's there, but it just doesn't need to be there. I don't, I would rather Switch architecture just be completely optimized around games that are first party Nintendo and just like low stakes indies and just like double A games. Like, I really don't need it to work for these other kinds of games. I think we're going to see less of the desire for that too now. Um, the people who really want to play The Witcher 3 on the go are just going to buy a Steam Deck or something at this yeah. point. Yeah. Um, and so I think like Nintendo can try if they really want to, but I don't think they're even going to see the same desire from people being like, oh, please port Witcher 3 to the Switch. No, that's absolutely correct. And I get like, I'm sure a big reason why Nintendo made the push to try to bring that back to their system is because it makes a lot of money. But I also think, like, you're right. You're going to be competing against the Steam Deck with that sort of thing now. So just give it up. Just do what you're good at, and you'll be fine. I mean, the Switch has sold 123 million units, more than that at this point. So, like, And it ain't for The Witcher 3. And it ain't for The Witcher 3. It's for 
Breath of the Wild, it's for Mario Odyssey, it's for people who want to play Stardew Valley, Animal Crossing. We know why the Switch sold the way that it did, and it can do that without having The Witcher 3 on it. Good conversation, though. I'm really curious. I, I, I do think there's a total possibility that they're just like, the next thing is the fucking Nintendo Z, and it's some stupid shit that has its own proprietary TV that you have to buy. And it's Quick, what's the craziest gimmick you can imagine just off the top of your head for the next Nintendo console to be focused around? My God. I mean, I, it's so far out there. Who knows? I can't even imagine. Cause like, it's something <laughs> I wouldn't think, think of doing like AR was my first thought, but that's not crazy enough. I'm thinking of controllers that are like bug antennas with balls on them. <laughs> oh, wow. They put a little AR projector on the outside of the handheld so you can walk around with it and do oh. AR shit with it. Maybe. No, but that'd be cool. Yeah, I think it's I think it might be AR, but it's gonna be the dumbest fuck. Like it won't like Matt, you said like elegantly, like a camera on the back, camera on the front. No, it's gonna be like a big fucking sphere that you carry and it's gonna do some shit in the room. You have to like <laughs> you have to put these cameras in the corner of your room and then it maps it or some some crazy thing and they look like bugs. And it's just going to, on the TV, it's basically just going to look like the fucking PlayStation eye toy. It's not even going to be great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I just, I don't want them to, the Switch is so close to perfection. Like, all they need to do is iterate on the Switch, but I know that's not what they're going to do. <laughs> they're going to do some fucking weird ass shit. It's all right. Tears of the Kingdom, next month. Who's excited? <laughs> Josh, you were you were just saying you were excited. Yeah, I know. It's kind of worn off. I got a PS5 mm -hmm. and I was like, oh, well, there goes that hype. Yeah, but you could play it at stunning 25 frames per second on the Nintendo Switch. <laughs> yeah. It sometimes yeah. hits 25, yeah, <laughs> when you're flying through the sky. I don't know how Switches aren't just, like, exploding. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. Yeah, well, let's move on. We're going to move on to Name That Game. In Name That Game, I give the panelists up to 10 clues. The clues start off more vague and progressively get more specific and because we have two people instead of three, I don't know why I put name the game in the show because we only have two people, but I'm on the fly coming up with a new rule right now. You guys are going to let me know if this makes any sense to you, if this sounds good at all. So once we get to the first clue where someone has a guess, that person is going to say their guess they're not gonna they're not gonna take off their headphones or right. anything. They're just gonna say their guess. If they get it wrong, the next clue is read and the other person has to make a guess. If they get it wrong, I read the next clue and it goes back to the other person and they get a guess. And the other person so once the first guess is made, then we alternate between who gets to guess each clue. How does that sound? Sounds fun. I am okay. the yeah, sounds like something we should have talked about um, not on the show. Yeah. Kind of, embar kind of embarrassing. A little embarrassing, but we figured it out. We got there. <laughs> Just kidding. All right, so first time someone has a guess, shout it out, and then we'll go from there. So it'd be really easy to break this game by just guessing on the first round. <laughs> but then you put yourself in a position where the other person could have an easy clue and get to guess and you won't have a chance to guess on their clue all right clue one this game originally released on three platforms this game received favorable reviews upon release 
This game belongs to the RPG genre of games. This game has since appeared on eight different platforms. This game has a large modding community. Skyrim. You got it. It's Skyrim. (laughs) (laughs) I was wondering if... So I was trying to trip you guys up and make you think Stardew Valley. Mm, So some of the remaining clues, the game has sold over 30 million copies to date. A sequel to the game has yet to be released. I know Haunted Chocolatier is not necessarily a sequel, but maybe Mm -hmm. you would be thinking that. But then we get into uh, Skyrim specific stuff. One Game of the Year award from X-Play, among other Mm, outlets. Oh, God, X-Play. And this game gets a five out of five. (laughs) The game received three full expansions. And finally, the game features a character who used to be an adventurer like you, but then he took an arrow to the knee. Nice. I love that. Josh, you're uh, slow on that. Before the modding question, I was going to say Dragon Age. That's why I was so slow oh. on it. Yeah. I was very mixed, and then you said eight cons- eight different consoles, and I was like, okay, it's got to be something that had like 10 years to go. And yeah. I was thinking probably Skyrim, and then you said the modding thing, and I was like, it's over. Yeah. Too easy. When I was making it, I was worried. I was worried it'd be too easy, and it was. turns out it was too easy. Sometimes we need an easy one. You know, it's got to grease our palms a little bit. You feel me? Yeah, yeah. We'll talk about greasing the bombs after the show. All right, let's move on to the water cooler. We're going to take a quick break around the water cooler to discuss the games that we have been playing this week. Josh, let's hear it. So I got a new PS5. Uh, It's been a treat so far. I got it on Saturday. I played basically all day Saturday and all day Sunday, uh, primarily with a solid lineup of games. I guess we'll just start with what I started with, the PlayStation 5 robot game. Uh, it's something. It's cool that it's just on the console. I like that it shows in details, like all the little niceties. It's just a nice little homage to PlayStation. Like it's oh, definitely yeah. like it's definitely them sucking their own dick, but they do it really tastefully and cute, so it's fine. Yeah, it's a, the yeah, that game is a love letter to PlayStation via the DualSense, and it's I love that game so much. It's it's really cute and it and it's sweet and I, I like it. Now I'll I'll probably keep playing it. The only the only turnoff I have with it is I hate motion controls, and that game has quite a bit of motion controls, and it just it takes a lot to get used to. Uh, speaking of that, on the controller, I was mostly just joking about saying, "Hey, it's just good." I mean, it's it's a solid controller. I like it more than the PS4 controller. It uh, fits my hand a little bit better. The haptic feedback is cool. It it, it works neatly. It it it's. When it works like properly, it's great. When it's just kind of there, it's really no different than another controller, in my opinion. Um, but when it really works and is refined, like in Returnal, uh, it hits incredibly well. Returnal, I played the hell out of this weekend. Uh, I think I probably put eight hours between uh, you know Saturday, Sunday. I just played the absolute shit out of it. That all said, uh, Returnal's hard as shit. Uh, it is incredibly difficult. It's incredibly fun. Don't let that like distract you at all. It is it is an incredibly fun game, but the challenge is monumental. I I think I'm still kind of learning and figuring out how all the like upgrades and powers after you know before and after you die all work. I'm still kind of learning because I haven't done a whole lot of like googling and searching. But I I enjoy the the process. Some runs are really dependent on what gun you get uh, and how it is out, like kind of off the rip. Um, but luckily, dying is such a non-factor 
that you can just spawn immediately and get right back to where you were pr pretty quick unless you got like incredibly far um but it, it but it's solid it, it's a nice transition after playing Hades top down you know clicking all that kind of stuff compared to playing third person uh with the controller actually responding and being used through the gameplay it was just a really fun immersive experience it's why i couldn't like pull myself away it was really solid uh the controller in particular i mean being able to use like that pressure it pushes back on um, yeah. whenever you're like aiming down uh, that is cool uh, it engaging another form of like you know your gun whenever you like hold it down is super neat uh, and it, it's it really does help with immersion which I never really thought a controller could do so much in that way but it, it really did that's some of the most impressive stuff I, I can't remember what game it was it was either horizon or ratchet and clank or something but they did. They utilize that where, like, if you press in a little bit, versus if you press in all the way, it's a different kind of fire on your weapon, and it just works so well. Like, you think like, oh, well, if I just press it in halfway, but like, it really feels like an extra layer of the trigger. It's really cool. Yeah, it feels like it would be a gimmick and get old quick, but it actually like flows really well when it's done right. It's like another button, basically. Yeah, it, it, it kind of does get turned into that, and it's, it's really, really neat. That all said, I also didn't just play Returnal in the PlayStation 5 robot game. Uh, I also played a little bit of the Final Fantasy VII Remake. Whoa. Nice. Not enough to really know a whole lot what's going on with it. I like the combat. I like the mixture of real-time and um, uh, like actual real-time fighting and then actual strategy combat that's kind of you know dripped in there from time to time. It's just a nice take. Uh, on combat it's probably just standard final fantasy combat i just am not super familiar with final fantasy games but it's it's a lot of fun i am enjoying it in that regard story-wise we'll see i mean it, <laughs> it's already kind of ridiculous and over the top but it's final fantasy when is it not gonna be and then oh also play ghost of tsushima really enjoying that game oh yeah my god that game is stunning holy shit when you walk out to the title card Ooh. So good. Ooh. I mean, that... The, this this whole weekend, I, I won't talk too much on Ghost, just because, I mean, I, I just got to the title card. I basically stopped after that, so I can't really go too in-depth with gameplay and all that, but the, the initial story and, and trial and all that was cool and fun. I'm, I'm going to play some more here soon. Um, that all said, I, I think what getting a PS5 has kind of boiled down to for me uh, is I was getting just a little tired of Xbox just rotating games on Game Pass. There's only so many I can play. Like, okay, great, you have the whole Bethesda library, fantastic. I've already played all of the Bethesda library to shit and back. Like, you have all these other games. And, and yeah, some of them are great, but it's like at some point you're just, you're playing sevens, eight out of tens, you know, you're kind of, you get thirsting for a nine or a 10 out of 10 game. Elden Ring was it last year. I haven't had anything really like it since. And PlayStation just kind of feels like that place. Uh, after having it for a little while, you can like feel the like quality. I, I think just, you know, in their first party games, you can tell there's love and attention to detail there. Uh, and I think that's what I've been missing. So it's it's cool to, to kind of have that back. I, PlayStation's always just been like, to me, the cooler console. Uh, I mean, Xbox is just kind of a box. It does a good job of just blending in. With the con, which you know, with your desk, which is you know fine if you want that, great. But the PlayStation just looks cool and is just kind of the video game console. It's 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 been neat. I think you're gonna really like Ghost of Tsushima, the combat specifically with the different stances. 
it's actually quite challenging. Um, it's not a cakewalk by any means. I even played on, like I would play on the normal difficulty. I would have to put it down to the easier one sometimes. And even then it was still not a cakewalk for me. It's it's pretty good. It's, it's a really good game. It's obviously beautiful. It sort of feels like a, an extremely like endlessly polished Ubisoft game. And that's what I really love about it. But I'm, I'm glad to hear that your adventures into the PS5 have been positive so far. And I know you mentioned all these games. You didn't buy all these games. You got these from your PlayStation Plus subscription, right? That's a very good point. I forgot to mention that. Uh, yeah, and it's actually really impressive. There's a lot of quality games on there. I think, uh, so I got the Ultimate Edition, which is like 18 bucks a month. Uh, not ideal, but, you know, I mean, fuck it. For the games I got, just to like, honestly, just to get going with the console so you're not dropping like $400 on games off the rip on top of your already like expensive console. Like yeah. you, you just drop an $18 subscription and that's it. Like I downloaded, uh, let me just kind of run through the list on my head best I can. Uh, Ghost, Final Fantasy VII Remake, Returnal, and then Jack, uh, Jack, Jack and Daxter, the first one, Jack 2, uh, and then nice. a handful, oh, Demon Souls was the other one, uh, and there's one more I think I'm missing, I just can't remember it off the rip, but, I mean, a lot of really impressive, like, a few first parties here and there, a couple third parties, but they're all, I mean, really solid, uh, great games, and I'm just getting, getting to give them a shot, which is really cool, and I mean, it, it's 18 bucks, which is a lot, but it also covers the online fee. I just I think it's I think it's a fair balance. And I think once it gets day one's um first party PlayStation 5 releases, I think you're really gonna have a direct competitor with Game Pass then, because Xbox doesn't have any great first party games. They kind of keep dropping the ball in that regard. Just wait, Josh. Any any day now we're gonna be inundated with Xbox first party releases. Any day, any day now. Shout out to 2021, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to 2019. Shout out to 2018. <laughs> yeah, the new PS Plus is great. I don't even I don't have that top tier that you have, so I don't have a, I don't have the classic games. I don't think I'd have to check. It's been a while. And I don't have like the free trials for like the day one stuff, but I have the giant catalog of games that are like PS4 games, third-party games on PS4, that kind of stuff. I think some of the the classic games, if I really wanted one, I would upgrade for a little bit. Some of them you can also get a la carte for like five, ten bucks, I think. So if, if I wanted to do that, I, I might do that as well. But yeah, PS the new PS Plus is great. Um, and if you enter promo code GROOF at checkout, <laughs> I wish. Can you imagine? That'd be cool. Um, no, but that's great. I'm, I'm happy you're enjoying it. But Paul, let's go to you next. What have you been playing? Oh, little old me. Coming to little yeah. old me. Not a lot. Not a lot. <laughs> Watching a lot of TV, not playing a lot of stuff. I, I will say you um you were playing Vampire Survivors. Um you're yeah. trying to a little bit um, when you were traveling for your vacation. And it was interesting that you brought that up because I actually was just playing Vampire Survivors last week and I actually didn't talk about it on the pod. Oh. But I did play a bit of Vampire Survivors. That's about it. There's not much else to say. It was fun. I had a, I had a more enjoyable time than I've had in previous experiences playing that because I played on, I can I can only play it on PC. Um, I'm sure I think there's like a console version that would also be pretty good. Um, I can't play it on phone because I just don't like that it's horizontal. It should be vertical. But what are you gonna do? No, it's vertical. Is it vertical? Yeah, it's portrait. Yeah, yeah. Oh fuck yeah! I swear to God, it was horizontal. Maybe I'm thinking of something no. else. 
Well, maybe I'll give it another try then because I, I on phone, I did go back and play a little bit of Survivorio. Zero ads, by the way. Didn't get a single fucking ad. Nice. And uh, it was, it's very fun. It, it's cute and colorful. But yeah, I did have a good time playing Vampire Survivors, upgrading. Uh, it's just a good, stupid thing to play in the background. Uh, second screen gaming. Uh, a lot of people have second screen content from their games. I have second screen gaming from my content. <laughs> yeah. uh, so good thing to do while you're watching some Gilmore Girls uh, play a little Vampire Survivors. Um, also played some more balloons TD six also while watching TV. That was pretty fun on PC actually on my iPhone, um, which was good. Uh, just played a little bit on my phone. That's a good one too. Screen's a little small on my iPhone 12, but it's, it's still enjoyable. What else did I do? Another great mobile gaming thing to drop The thing I've played absolutely the most this week is this game called hero wars. Whoa. It's, I've been playing it on, uh, it's a, I've been playing it in browser. There's a mobile version, but it's also, there's also a browser game. Uh, it's AFK Arena, basically. I think it came out before AFK Arena, but it's the same shit. And oh I be, God. I be oh, playing. Oh, this is it. the one that has those really bad the du- ads. the bad ads. You actually, there are mini games where you do that thing where you like pull the the thing out and then the lava drops and then you die. There actually are mini games where that happens every once in a while. Um, but it's fully AFK Arena. You have like the same types of archetypes of characters. There's like mages and tanks and you level them and there's gems and it's the whole thing i've been just playing it on desktop on browser because it's really it's a good thing to play while i'm working (laughs) um because i have i have a very boring like main workflow a lot of time where i'm just like dialing people and like talking to them with like half the time they don't even answer the phone so i'm just like a lot of it's like you know i'm just kind of glancing at something while i'm on the phone um, so an idle game was good. So I've been looking at idle games. I found like an adventure capitalist type of game, which didn't yeah. really work out for me. Kind of got boring. A lot of these like cookie clickers, these ones where you're like building and building, building numbers, um, got a little boring for me because there's a lot of waiting involved. Um, not a lot of like perceived action. Um, right. whereas this is pretty cool. Cause I can actually just kind of keep running through levels and trying to like grind out and get like better gear for my characters and stuff. So it's super stupid and like the art style is goofy as fuck. But uh yeah, I've been having I've been having a lot of fun with that and it's been something I would say I have it open for, you know, 6 to 8 hours a day for the last couple days. And yeah, it's it's been a lot of fun. I'm I'm not spending any money. Uh, I will say one good thing about playing it in browser is that I'm even less in, like if I were playing this on a phone or something, there's a potential chance I might spend a little bit of money on something So easy because it's so easy and it feels so safe, like to do it within like Apple's payment thing. Like no one's going to like scam my shit, like through the Apple store probably, but like in a browser, I'm not going to fucking like type my credit card (laughs) into like this random website, um, to buy like gems or whatever. Um, but yeah, so, uh, that's kind of nice, but also on the flip side, I almost kind of wish it were like, now we're playing on mobile or like some kind of way where it's like safe. Cause I, 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 there's this like little subscription that gets you like way more shit and like makes it like much more of a playable game. Does it not have cross progression? It might. I I actually don't know. I know I I'm, I've seen, um, from tier lists I've looked up online of like different, uh, heroes and things like that. There are, there's a different, um, there's different characters who are better in mobile and better than better in PC, which makes me think they're separate oh. games. Um, cause sometimes it'll say like this person's S tier in PC and mobile. And sometimes I'll say they're S tier in mobile and not the other way around. So kind of interesting. So That's I don't really weird. I don't know all the details. The, the vibe I get is this is pretty old, but it could be newer. It just, the, this website looks kind of like a little, like something they've been running for a while and then happened to turn into an app or something, but I actually don't know. Um, but I will say kudos to them for whoever, like I think armor games, I think is the company 
Um, kudos to them for making like a browser version of a mobile game like this. It's just kind of like fun to have it in a browser and not have to like do a download. I don't know. I like that there's still games that exist like that. So that's been fun. Unironically, have you ever tried Raid Shadow Legends? Uh, yeah. Um, that feels like something Josh would have played like deeply. Am I crazy about that, Josh? Hadn't touched it. Oh, fair enough. Um, unironically, I did play Raid Shadow Legends a little bit. Um, I think that would actually be like the best. Like, I think that like almost is like the. Did you play it, Max? I feel like as an AFK arena stand, that would have been pretty fun. Yeah, I played it a little bit, and it is like legitimately not terrible. <laughs> I was actually gonna say it's probably more so because AFK Arena is more like um, a five v five in every fight, right? Whereas yes, in Raid Shadow yeah. Legends, you're like going like sideways, like side scrolling through enemies, yes. and that's what this game's more like. There's, there's every fight has like three phases, and you go through like three waves okay. of enemies. I'm just kind of side scrolling through them. So raids very similar, I would say. The boss fights have that in AFK Arena. I think it's been like a year or a year and a half since I've played, so I don't. That's wild remember. to me. After all those years, you you've been yeah, gone like two for straight so long. years. Yeah, spent probably like two hundred bucks, two fifty on the game. That's over, over wild. I'm actually I, like no shame because like you got so much enjoyment out of it and you played it like a ton like every day and so like I think that's great. Um, but just like I never like it's so I forgot that you did that and I'm like this just seems like something you wouldn't do. So I'm actually proud of you for 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 investing in a mobile. I think investing in a mobile game you really like is like a is like a brave <laughs> brave thing to do. It sounds so <laughs> stupid, but I just feel like a lot of people like hinder something they like because they're like oh it's a mobile game. I feel like a chump for putting money into this, but like if it makes the enjoyment better, I think like and you're not going crazy. Yeah, Before. I would recommend not doing that with AFK Arena, though. <laughs> like, I, I didn't come probably back. regret it. Yeah, but I would do it in a game like I don't know if I played what's that um like that that MOBA version Clash Royale. I would do it for something like that. Yeah, like buy the Battle Pass or something. Yeah, I think yeah, Battle Passes are always the safe bet. Um, and then that's almost it. I was just gonna say I played a little bit of. I finally got into playing some WoW Hardcore. I don't know if we want to talk about that. Like, if you're gonna talk about that a bit, Matt, or I should just. I'll bring it up a little bit. Yeah. I'll just say like I've. I'll just say really quickly. I played um, maybe five characters in total, and I died at level six um, on all of them. <laughs> like I'm just shit at this. Like I I can't get around the fact that I'm. I think the biggest thing for me. I think that's. I I will say I see online a lot. Like I see on the death log. It is a lot of like four, five, six, and then it's like higher, like eighteen, like nineteen. Oh, and interesting. I, I and I just just anecdotally, and I feel like that's because at that level you have nothing. Like if you accidentally overpull or something at level six, I have no escape mechanics, no survival mechanics. If I pull two mobs, I'm just fucking dead. Um, whereas at like a, a slightly higher level, you start getting you know some some escape mechanic of some kind. But like I was playing a hunter. Um, I was fighting a plane strider. Um, it was level six. I was level six. Um, it just did more damage to me than I did to it. Um, it got in my dead zone too quickly from like my bow. And I just was like, well, fuck. Like, the, like I can't do yeah. anything. Like I just turned and started running um, because like I wasn't doing enough. I knew I wasn't going to do enough damage to kill it, um, but it was faster than me running. Um, <laughs> and so there's just like, there was no chance. And that, that kind of happened a couple of times. Like I was waiting to kill gold tooth in uh, Fargo deep mine and I accidentally aggroed. I was killing him just fine. He was almost dead. I aggroed one more level five kobold. That was it. You know, there's just, and I had no way to escape because there was just like, there was nothing like, you know, I just didn't, I was a paladin. I didn't have any escape mechanics. So I like, I tried right. to heal myself, but like they were hitting me and interrupting my heal. So, I mean, this is just a lot of like casual shitty player excuses, but like ultimately I, yeah, I feel like it's, I feel like if you can get past that, like, 
don't have any sort of survival or escape mechanic thing if i could get past if i could get past that rather not if you could um then i think i could probably last a bit longer um but yeah it's just it's weird at those early levels like i just i'm, I'm not used to giving i i don't know i'm just i guess i'm not used to giving a shit i'm also just bad it's been a while since i played classic and i think last time i did play i did die a lot so I'm, i might just be bad but i will say there is as someone who isn't as drawn to it as like um you know some of like mike has been and, and fave and, and even i mean even josh and like the sense of or even you matt like i think like drawn to the allure of it i'm less drawn to the allure of it like i'm not foaming at the mouth for it but i will say I do keep wanting to make someone. I just went back and started playing retail last night because I was like, fuck all this. It's just, it's just stupid. It just doesn't interest me. My character's going to die. It's just going to be like, it's what am I even doing with my life? I'm, I'm leveling this character who's just going to die at level 30 and it's just hours wasted. But then I'm like, I just, I want to go back and try again. I want to try again. I want to try again. Like there is something about that like Iron Man challenge yeah. that is that is alluring, uh, which pisses me off because like when I'm doing it, I, I don't really... Like I'm only mildly enjoying it because I know I'm going to fucking die. <laughs> but afterwards, I want to play it again. So um, I, I can kind of see the the glutton for punishment aspect of this, of like continuing to go back. Um, I think the middle ground for me is ultimately going to be, I think we were talking about this a bit, Matt, recently, but like I really kind of think I want to play Wrath Classic actually and just, just play normal and not play hardcore um, just to yeah. find a middle ground between like having a game where I can invest in a character um, and it's like not as, as brain dead like, fucked up as retail and i only say this because i, I just i want to level i don't want to do any end game and so for me like um someone some i was like well at least you know it, it's kind of fun to level in retail but someone was just recently bringing up like i saw on reddit it's like the stat squishing like made it so you never feel strong but also you never die and it's just right. always kind of weird and like you always everything feels like kind of strange and it's just like man that's so right like ever since like it was you could just choose your own expansion and they switch the stats and everything leveling in retail just sucks and that's my favorite part of the game so i think wrath is going to be the sweet spot so i think i might roll someone on wrath tonight or something i don't know but uh we'll see I, i'm not totally done with hardcore wow but i'm also not it's not something that's like definitely on my radar but i'll, I'll probably if if anyone even remotely convinced me to play more i or like said it was cool i'd be like ah, sure fuck it i'll play another character i'm easy yeah, my thing with hardcore WoW is that I'm not sure it's for me because I feel weird just playing solo. Like, what am I playing for? I, I almost yeah. feel like I have to like do it in like either in partnership or in competition with a friend, or I would have to like stream it. But there needs to be some added aspect to like I'm not just like doing this i'm not just st staying live on this character for me i need to be staying live on this character like for something greater there's something about it that just feels weird for me so i i i rolled a, a gnome mage named benny krill and he, i got yes. him to like level five and i was like i don't know like what why am i doing this is is i guess the question that i had because in my mind i'm like if i do this like if I really do this and I get to 60, that would be awesome. But that is going to take so fucking long and I'm not going to be able to like play with anyone. It's just me. Like, so like, what am I, do why am I doing this? To be hardcore. Well, that's, I know. And, and I guess that's, that's it. But like for me, WoW Classic so much is about interacting with other people, trading with other people, doing dungeons with other people. 
questing and grouping with other people when you get to a tough mob. Playing the auction house and like making some money. Exactly. And I see this strategy. You mentioned gold tooth. I see this strategy online where it's like, you don't need to do gold tooth. You don't need to do a quest. If, If that quest isn't going to lead to like a really good reward or a dungeon or something like that, you don't need to do it. And to me, it's like, well, then... I'm not really playing the game that I want to play. I'm not actually doing the quests for the story, quote unquote, but I could go do gold tooth. I could get there. There could be a, another, there could be a little level six rogue also doing the same quest. And we're like, Hey, you doing gold tooth? Let's party up. Let's kill them together. Like that's wow. Classic to me. And like hardcore takes that away and says, you don't actually need to even go do the gold tooth quest because you could just grind mobs and get the same experience that you would get for the quest anyway. So it kind of kills it for me now that I like thought about it more and I actually rolled a character, even though I got to level five, like as I was doing it, I'm like, why am I doing it? Part of me, I enjoy the leveling experience in classic. And that's what I like about hardcore because that's all it is. It's the leveling experience. That's it. And you're not even worried about end game. But I become too attached to that character. I think it's just too much of a marathon for me. Part of what makes WoW Classic hard to me, because it's not actually hard, but part of what makes it quote unquote hard is the time commitment and the effort that you put into your your character, the, the time that you put into your character from working the auction house and meeting other people and creating relationships in the game and hardcore takes that away. It's just a different game is really what it is. It's, it's making WoW Classic a different game. And that's fine. And I understand why a lot of people really like it. But for me, like, so much of WoW Classic is the community. And, and what's great about Hardcore is there is a big community. People are always talking in general chat. There's a Discord. And so I think you can get it out of that as well. But, and maybe if I joined a guild, it would be different. But I want to just be able to run dungeons and play the game how I want to play. And hardcore doesn't really let you do that. So I don't know if it's for me. I may try it again, just, or I may log back into my gnome mage and level some more, but I don't know. I don't know. Josh, have you, do you have any interest in wild hardcore at all? I know like you enjoy following like the stories around it, but do you have any interest in really playing it? So a little, and it's only with people. It has to be with friends. On my own, absolutely not. I'm not going to yeah. do it. I just I I have too much fun in retail WoW as it is on my own. I I just don't want to burn up the time I have to play games on hardcore when I could just you know do that with friends if I really wanted to. So I just you know it's cool. I'm glad it's out there, and I think Blizzard should probably capitalize on it and make their own servers. But um, yeah, I it's it's just it's not really up my alley. I I'm kind of kind of with you on like I, I like the story of how my character got there and how i was able to make connections and get my character geared there's like a whole story to it having that at risk in an mmo is just kind of just kind of tough i mean that's part of the challenge if you like that but it's just not for me really and i know the server was dead anyway but there's something that rubs me the wrong way that they picked an rp server to do while hardcore on yeah because it's kind of encroaching on a community that already exists so there's something about that that kind of bothers me. I understand they had to do it on a PVE server, though. And I don't know, maybe they picked the 
lowest pop one. I don't I don't know yeah. how Blood Cell Buccaneers was. Blood Cell was a pretty dead server, I think, like in terms of the RP servers for Classic, which is kind of a bummer because again, it's hard to like scare up a good RP community. So yeah, yeah it, it, it probably it's too just bad. happens. It's probably just happenstance more than anything else. But yeah, it is a shame that the possibility that could have been there is now gone. Yeah, but. The other stuff that I played this week, so I played one, aside from Hardcore WoW, which I just played yesterday when I got back from my trip for a little bit. I also played, before the trip, Sackboy, A Big Adventure. Hey. It's a fun and cute little co-op platformer. Played it with, with the wife. It has a costume feature for the characters, which I think definitely helps get a more casual player into it, like my wife, who the idea of being able to collect these things to unlock new outfits for your character adds something to like the carrot on the stick to playing the game. And I have heard though that the game eventually does get pretty difficult. Right now it's it's early on, it's it's fine enough, but it's kind of intriguing the idea of this getting really difficult. I could see the potential for it early on because you play some platformers like for example like Super Lucky's Tale and it's so basic at the beginning. Sackboy, they really do sort of throw gameplay elements at you pretty quickly early on. So I can see it just getting very complicated quickly. But right now, early on, like an hour and a half, two hours in, it's it's pretty, pretty simple. But I, I really do th- like how they utilize the co-op gameplay. They make players team up to collect everything. And, you know, just the, the way that they go about not forcing co-op because it can be played single player so i'm sure there's a way around it but they have these elements where you you have to like basically tug a war to like pull these things out of the ground that give you coins or whatever the collectible is and so one person has to go one direction the other person has to go to the other direction stuff like that they, they do a good job of, of making the co-op feel necessary when you're playing in that mode which is really neat but I also played a mobile assortment of games. I always do this when I go on a trip or I'm going to be on a plane in an airport, stuff like that. I go on the iOS gaming subreddit, look at what everyone's talking about, and I download a bunch of games. So the first one I'm going to talk about is a game that I have played before, and it had been a while, and I'm really glad that I went back to it. It's called What the Golf. What the Golf is legitimately a great game. I love this game. Uh, almost no game actually makes me like chuckle out loud. Almost no game, but this game actually manages to do it. The way that they constantly surprise the player is frankly amazing. So for example, like after three maps, when you're trying to put the ball around, like, I don't know, say like cars or exploding barrels or something like that on the fourth map, you might pull back on the ball only to find out that when you release, you're actually controlling a random car on the green (laughs) or the flag and the hole might move to a new location or you might suddenly spawn 50 golf balls. It's just, they're always throwing random new shit at you. And it's, it's one of those things where like when I pull back and they're surprising me with some random shit that I wasn't expecting, like obviously I fail on the first shot. But like it's funny because they trick like they legitimately tricked me and that's what I find funny and I don't care that I failed because you don't have to get it in a certain amount of hits. Like it's just like you're just playing through the experience. And what I love about the game too is it constantly references other games and imitates their gameplay using mini golf. So 
there's some levels where you're basically playing like a 2D Mario game or you're playing Portal or Super Hot, which is one I recently played, which is really cool, or Flappy Bird. Like it just copies the gameplay and the art style and puts it into their version of mini golf. And it's, it's hilarious and it plays so well. And it's just, it's so good. It's so good. It's essentially a perfect mobile game. It's a 10 out of 10 mobile game without a doubt. And if anyone was asking me, they're like, if you could recommend one mobile game, what would it be? It would be what the golf and it's on Apple arcade. So if you have that, it's, it's free with that. I don't know if you can buy it separately. I'm not sure, but I also know it's a game that they're constantly adding to and updating it's just, it's so good. What the Golf is so good. Paul, I saw I saw you nodding a little bit when I was talking. Have you played this or have you looked I it up I've, before? I've seen, I've seen some video of it and I've considered playing it a bunch of times. Like I downloaded it. Every time I get our Apple Arcade, I, I make it a download and then I never end up getting to it. So, but maybe I, now I will. It's so good, dude. What the Golf is like, it's just the perfect quintessential mobile game. Like sometimes it'll, when you're playing... You know how like when you when you're watching a video and you turn your phone sideways it it changes the video or whatever yeah to go horizontal. In what the golf like sometimes you're playing portrait mode but then the gameplay will switch horizontal but the game isn't switching horizontal it's just the way that the game is framing what's happening on the screen is suddenly horizontal so you have to turn your phone to play it better. It's That's it's cool. crazy. It's it's such a clever game. They do such a good job. I love when games use the the, the platform that they're on to do to yeah. tell a good story or to make a good game. And it sounds like it's really, especially with mobile games. I think using that mobile space is really important. So that sounds sick. It's so good. I, I highly recommend What the Golf. So good. I also played Fantasian, which is like a simple turn-based JRPG for mobile. It's fine. Graphically, the backdrops are really pretty, and I and I imagine the game does get more complex later on. I only played for like an hour and a half, two hours. I don't think I'm going to continue unless I'm in a real pinch to play something. I'd rather just play a AAA JRPG on Switch or Game Boy or something like that, uh, some other sort of handheld if I have it available. But it was fine. I mean, it's fairly impressive for a mobile game. It kind of takes you back to like a ps2 uh jrpg in a way although it looks better it's all right it's fine if you're really into jrpgs and you want to play something on mobile and you have apple arcade then yeah i'd recommend it i jumped into monument valley a little bit it's a classic always fun to jump into for a couple puzzles and then i played vampire survivors like you mentioned and i feel like i would actually play it a bit on pc mobile just don't like the controls it just doesn't feel right I feel like my hand's in the way of the things that I'm trying to see. It's fine. Like, I like the concept enough to maybe give it a go on PC at some time. But on mobile, doesn't really work for me. But like you said, it's, uh, you know, if you're used to Survivor EO, then maybe give it a go uh, now that you know it's in portrait mode. But let's move on to Untitled Groove's game. In Untitled Groove's game, I give the panelists the titles of two indie games or small publisher games. One game is real. The other game is completely and totally made up by me. <laughs> the panelists have to guess which of the two games are fake. We're going to play five rounds with our panelists competing against each other to see who can make the most correct guesses. Gentlemen, round one. Tell me the fake game. To the moon or off to Mars we go. 
Oh, I thought to the moon was a real game, but then I remember off to Mars we go and I'm, I think that's a real game. <laughs> they both sound so real. I'm going to just commit and say that to the moon was the real game. I'm going to commit and say off to Mars we go is the real game. So tell me the fake game. Oh, sorry. <laughs> okay. I think the fake game is to the moon. And I think the fake game is the Mars game. All right. The fake game is off to Mars we go. Yeah. Good one. That was that's good. That was a good one. Round two. Which is the fake game? Dawn of Man or Dawn of Time? Shit. Matt, you're fucking with me right here. <laughs> the fake game has got to be Dawn of Time. I just I feel think like Dawn it of is. Time is fake, yeah. The fake game is Dawn of Time. Dawn of Time. Nice. Which is the fake game? The House of Da Vinci or The House of Dolly? I think The House of Da Vinci is the fake game. Me too. The fake game is The House of Dolly. Damn. Well, shit. All right, two more games. Which is the fake one? Shelter Simulator or Animal Shelter? Damn, that's a good one. (laughs) Dude, you picked some really good ones for this. Also helps when Mike's not here because we haven't played anything. (laughs) and he just knows this shit yeah uh i think shelter simulator is the fake game i i think animal shelter is the fake game sorry what'd you say (laughs) don't worry we're just doing the show it's fine (laughs) i was fixing something sorry what'd you what'd you guys say uh i said i thought shelter simulator is the fake game uh josh said animal shelter okay the fake game is shelter simulator well shit all right, the final round. Do we have we're, a score? We're tied up. 2-2. Two, two. Tied up. All right. Final round. Which is the fake game? Darkened Circlet or Eldest Souls? Fuck oh, What are these names? <laughs> these could both be fake. Can, can I get them again? They're so generic. Darkened Circlet or Eldest Souls? And I got a definition. <laughs> <laughs> I think Darkened Circlet is the fake one. I, I can't tell if Matt's playing us that we're going to think Eldest Soul sounds fake. He, he probably then, is. So we'll guess it, but then it is real. Um, I'm going to say, just to keep things interesting, I'm going to say Eldest Souls is fake. The fake game is Darkened Circlet. Nice job. Nice job. Right. Uh, thanks. I'll take my figgies in the mail. So Eldest Souls, obviously a play on Dark Souls and Elden Ring. And Darkened Circlet, I made up. It is the play on Dark Souls and Elden Ring. Eldest Souls nice. sounded kind of familiar, actually. I, I don't know why it did. It just did. Yeah, I'm looking it up again right now because I'm curious. I think it's like a little cartoony Elden Ring game, basically. What is it? Eldest Souls, $5. The soundtrack is $10. <laughs> oh, it's on sale. It's 75% off right now. That's why it was showing up. So it's a little uh, pixel graphics, Souls-like. Actually looks kind of cool, to be honest. Yeah, it does. It actually looks neat. I would never play it, but visually it looks cool. All right. So Josh won? Josh won. Congratulations. Yep. What does he get as a prize? Uh, a big old kiss on the cheek. <laughs> yeah. Grease, I'm going to grease his palm after the show. Please. I'm going to grease his, both <laughs> of his palms after the show. <laughs> you fucking better. <laughs> Let's move on to a special <laughs> shout-out. Each panelist is going to give a special shout out to anyone or anything of their choice from the world of video games and provide a quick reason why this lucky someone is getting this attention. 
A special shout out to Netflix's catalog of mobile games, which is honestly probably surpassing Apple Arcade at this point. I know the games that I talked about are Apple Arcade games, and the reason why is because I downloaded these Netflix games, but you needed an internet connection to play them. So I couldn't play them on the plane when I was trying to, but 12 minutes is a Netflix game on mobile. Wow. And so hmm. I downloaded that Lucky Luna game that looks pretty good on mobile. Couldn't play it though. Needed an internet connection. Couldn't do it when I was in the air. Hmm. And boy, are my arms tired. <laughs> Josh, your special <laughs> shout out, please. A big old special shout out to Cloud from Final Fantasy VII Remake. He's just a, he's a bit of an asshole to start that game. Oh. <laughs> he's just a big piece of shit, but yeah. I'm sure it'll get better. Yeah, I'm a little worried about the combat in that game because it is different. It, it, I know you mentioned that you had said it's probably typical Final Fantasy combat. It's not. It's like its own thing, kind of. It's like its own system. I don't think they've used it before. It's it's like 15, but more turn-based and strategy. Like it's 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 less action-based than 15. So I it's it's weird. It's strange. Yeah, I don't I don't hate it so far. I think depending on how this week goes, next week's water cooler will be interesting. Yeah. Paul, your special shout out. Uh special shout out to Jim Ryan because uh we're just getting started. We're just getting started. Here at PlayStation, we're just getting started. Three ninety nine. <laughs> yeah, oh <laughs> you know what? I watched um like an hour long video on YouTube like a week or two ago that was just the best PlayStation E3 moments over the course of their entire time going to E3. And it's sad because it ends in 2018 because they don't ever go to E3 again. Yeah. <laughs> I will remember you. Yeah. Yeah. Some great moments during the uh, PS4 generation. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us here on the Game Grooves Podcast, the all-encompassing weekly gaming podcast from us. The good night, Groofs. If you really like the show, we do encourage you to check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash goodnightgroofs, where we currently have two different tiers available. Any and all support is greatly appreciated, and it's going to go a long way in improving everything here at the Goodnight Groofs. The $3 plus tier gets you access to the show two days early. And a special shout out to the honorary groups supporting us in the $5 plus tier. Andre D, Cole T, Derek versus the world, James B, James S, Jeremy R. And I'm going to say his name again because you guys didn't say his name last week. And that's Derek versus the world. So he gets a second one. Whoa. A round of applause for them, please. I blame Josh because I was I was uh, on tap. I was in charge. Daddy put yeah. me in charge, but he had a list of names. So yeah, <laughs> oops, oops. I put I put him in charge, and so he was triple daddy. <laughs> we also ask that you take a couple minutes to drop. A, I'm not. You know what? Do a five star review on Apple Podcasts if you want. Spotify if you want. It all helps. But you know what? No one's doing it, so maybe I stop asking. I was going to say, maybe we just punish them and we just like stop doing the podcast just to like, oh. that'll show them, take it away. Oh. And then they'll be begging, they'll be begging for it to come back. Yeah. Oh, here's an idea. So for every five-star review we get going forward, that's an episode that you're rewarded with. Yeah. Yeah. And so you can bank them up. Like we, we, we could get four or five-star reviews this week. 
So then you're good for the next four episodes. But if there's nothing between now and then, that no fifth episode until there's a five-star review. I think we should say the show is canceled um, or going on a hiatus as of June 30th. <laughs> um, so you have some episodes to go here. You have some time. And every five-star review will get you an additional episode to prolong us. That's good. I like it. That's a that's official policy now. Yeah. Policy. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Make sure to check out goodnightgroups.com for all of the content. We're going to find this podcast, Southern Fried Groups, game reviews, and more. There's something we put up. Oh, Groove University. Yeah. Go check that out. Josh Good and video. I did a Wow Cities tier list as if you couldn't get enough of us talking about Wow yeah. uh, on this podcast. You can also watch a video. It's not out yet, but it's coming soon. And every five-star review gets it out one day sooner. Yeah. It's a fact, Jack. <laughs> Yeah. True. Sooner, sooner than whatever date you think yep. it's going to be. Yeah, you just don't know how many days out that <laughs> yep. is. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> On the website, you'll also, most importantly, I think, find a link to the community Discord where you can hang out with everyone, get the quickest updates, chat with us on a daily basis, and see Paul's breakfast every morning and get a inside baseball on his poop schedule. Absolutely. Size, shape, and scent. Before we get out of here, guys, do we have any final thoughts? Uh, also there's pictures that'll do it for us here today gentlemen thank you for joining me take care everyone